Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. I mean, I feel for someone who has basically spent the beginning of their you know, I was so obsessed with relationship. Now I'm out of my karma. I'm not obsessed with relationship. Yet for some reason, all we talk about is relationship. Well, that's fair because 5D, as we've said before, 5D is all relational. So our experience of 5D or our experience of ourselves and having to come out of our karma, etc., is often done through relationships because relationships are often reflective of our relationship with ourselves, right? So in 3D, to come out of our karma... Often relationships are used one way or another, whether it's relationships with other people, our relationship to work, our relationship to our families, whatever, like relationships are very important. Yes. But then how is 5D any different? 5D is different because our relationships in 5D are different, right? Because Because we're no longer in our karma. Exactly, exactly. So if harmony is what underpins 5D, Harmony or harmonious relationships are pretty much the cornerstone of our 5D oneness experience. Because if our relationship with ourselves is in harmony, therefore our other relationships will be in harmony too. Yes, and we can much more easily be in flow with other people. Okay, so what about like, so you're telling me that like things like ghosting, toxic relationships, or like kind of like the shitty parts of dating that we've come to really know as basically all of dating you're telling me that that's no longer going to exist in 5d oh it can't exist in 5d it'll exist in 3d and you know that then if you have some unresolved issues if that stuff is happening and if that's what you're experiencing okay so if you're not being ghost so obviously relationships will still end but they'll just kind of end more naturally exactly or you'll just know pretty early on you know what this person's not worth my time Mm. And you'll learn to listen to your ick. You know, I often think that we we often get some signs and, you know, when we're in our karma, we very readily ignore a lot of red flags. Well, also, I just think that, you know, we joke about the ick a lot. But actually, for me, the ick is just fascinating because you could be with someone and be like super into them. And then all of a sudden it's done, whatever it was, I guess. And then the ick comes in and then that's it. (laughs) that it's done but then I hear about people who get the ick and somehow manage to get over the ick Mm -hmm. and I'm like how how did that happen because for me once the ick is there the ick permeates yes (laughs) until it's like all ick yeah you know I don't know I can't speak from I don't know what's going on with them I don't know what it is it could be that the ick came from a certain some unmet expectations Mm. And maybe then they had to re-examine what those expectations were. And once they released those, they were like, oh, wait, this person is a really cool person. Okay, so can we do the one thing that I can be sure never been done before? Okay. Can we have Guidance's opinion on the ick? <laughs> no, Rhea. Oh, come on. <laughs> Sorry. We're not going to weigh in on such things. <laughs> But is it, is we it, have to elevate the ick before they go there. The ick is quite, you know. But is it is it not one basic. of those things where, like, is the ick not basically just the lessons finished? No, it could actually be the opposite, which is there is so much lesson to be learned and the person just doesn't want to deal. 
Okay, fine. Okay, so yeah, that is like, I'm finding this session. That is Guidance's weighing in with the X, see? Okay, well, you asked it differently. <laughs> yeah. So so often the, the, the ick is normally just an expression of oneself in the relationship? Yeah, and it could be saying, I, I, I this is not who I am, I need to get out. It could be saying, is there something I'm not dealing with here or seeing? I feel like there's, it really depends on what your issue is. Fine. That it's going to be telling you, you know. I mean, so when I'm, when I first went out with my husband and I, I don't know if did I, I don't know if I shared all of that but we didn't there was no ick but there was certainly no like chemistry we got along like when we first met we had a nice you know superficial conversation you know about stupid shit and our subsequent first three dates or first couple of meetings were horrible they were stupid they were pointless and meaningless and I didn't want to see him again so what changed I decided to give him one more chance. And there was this whole story about ice cream and he suggested we get ice cream. And earlier in the day, a friend of mine had suggested we get ice cream. And I thought it was a ridiculous thing because it was January and it was New York City. But then I thought, you know what? I'm going to give him one more chance. Only one chance, you know, we'll get the ice cream and see how that goes. And so we did. And we ended up having a really nice casual conversation over ice cream back at my place and no we didn't sleep together that night which is hilarious because I think you thought we did <laughs> I 100% thought you did back at my place wink wink just for the record under um, the covers wink wink <laughs> we just had ice cream and we ended up just having a really nice conversation and that's where I was like you know what this guy's a lot there's a lot more to him he's interesting I want to do this more like I want to do this again so it was like the again became okay so let's see each other tomorrow and then we ended up seeing each other the following day and it built from there I can certainly say that there was a part of me while I didn't have the ick, I certainly wasn't turned on. You also saw him like every single day for like 14 days or something ridiculous. Yeah. Which so you was didn't have the, the, you weren't turned on, but you were kind of like real into it. Yeah, no, I got really into it with every date, but I really needed to give it a few chances. So I do feel like some, for some people, if they have the ick and it turns around, it's because they're pop, probably giving that person extra chances. Okay. And possibly. do you think, is there ever kind of like, a limit on the chances one gives another person oh gosh yes i mean enough enough with this like oh a person's going to change i think that you've got to go with your own you know for me it was a sort of three strikes rule right others it could be well i'll give it four dates or i'll give it this month or something i mean i think we always have to give people a fair shake because we don't know what's going on in their lives but I think everybody's got to set it up for themselves and what works. But I think expecting it over like three months is a bit of a waste of one's time. For me anyway, it was always the thing is, are we still in the same position months later? Am I still making the same excuses months later? Mm -hmm. And yeah. Yeah. sometimes we always have to be careful about the kind of stories and explanations we give for someone else right. to explain away their behavior. It's all right to take things at face value. It doesn't mean anything about us. And we can mm -hmm. choose bearing in mind their behavior, whether or not we want to continue interacting with them or not. Mm -hmm. The why often on the other side doesn't really matter because we don't know what the why is and we can never know what the why is. Sometimes they don't even know what the why is. Right. I kind of feel like in thinking about it like this and looking at it from a harmonious place, like if I'm in harmony with myself because I'm not as attached to what someone else is saying about my worth, I'm not looking for someone else to complete me. I'm not 
dating for an end goal rather I'm dating for the experience of connecting with other people then a lot of that kind of dating culture you know you know the practice of it how we approach it and even like kind of how we court each other will Mm -hmm. probably not really exist in the same way as we move more into this kind of harmonious place because that's all very dysfunctional Completely. Yeah. And what we spoke about, I think, in the previous episode is when we're really in our own integrity, we really can't take part in those rituals and practices anymore. No, we just do whatever we want to do. Exactly. Because it really will not feel right. Remember that sort of physical awareness? We almost won't even be able to leave our front door if we're about to engage in something that will impact our own integrity. Yeah. And it's so interesting because the weirdest things that you could never expect will feel right. And the things that... (laughs) You, for example, you, I, mean, I don't know, like, like, you know, dates with people that you never thought you'd go on a date with or, yeah. you know, old weird patterns that seem to have disappeared or whatever it is. Like, mm-hmm. you know, things that you wouldn't expect to feel right can really feel right. But things that look perfect on paper can feel really, really strange. And mm-hmm. we have to honor that. Completely. Because sometimes yeah. that strangeness is asking us to go inside of ourselves and seeing what resistance we're putting up. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that strangeness inside is telling us this isn't right for us, regardless of what it looks like. Yeah, stop telling yourself some lies or stop ignoring some some flags. And um, when we really are in integrity, we almost don't even have to question. We'll just know. Yeah, we'll know which one it is. We'll just know. And I I have to say, it's true. You do. You're like, oh, this is a me issue. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is a them issue. Normally when you're like, I want to end this, it's normally, it's ending the interaction. It's ending the pattern. Mm Mm-hmm. And just pay attention to how we feel, right? You don't have to... It's the one thing I actually have to say I did quite a lot over kind of the past couple of years is when something happened and my immediate reaction was to want to blow up or, you know, it would be to listen to the anger, to listen to what I was reacting to, but then mm-hmm. kind of take it to that deeper level and be like, what's really going on here? Mm-hmm. And having a friend or having someone to be able to talk through it with and figure it out who's going to hold a non-judgmental space for you is often really important. (laughs) I'm that person, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like instead of, you know, someone who wants to just give you their opinion and replay their own romantic mistakes through your new actions. What I mean is just someone who you can just hold, someone who can just hold space for you to work through whatever it is. Because if it's, if the relationship or the interaction is bothering you in some way, there's going to be a reason. And more often than not, it's going to have nothing to do with the other person. Because even if it has something to do with the the other person, you're still tolerating it. So it therefore still has to do with you. Or you're still engaging in it. Yeah. You're still making the choice ultimately, right? And that's why we, you know, that's why we really bang on about karma and working through your karma and confronting your karma because the sooner you bring yourself into that healing, the sooner you could just be done with all of that bullshit. Yeah. And so that our main preoccupation doesn't have to be relationships doesn't have to be about landing a person. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be about creating the next phase of our lives with someone else where we're in this kind of waiting game or holding pattern because, okay, well, I'm at a certain age, I'm at a certain stage in my life or in my career that I'm ready for X, right? Because we tend to just sort of compartmentalize and section off our lives of this is my dating, these are my dating years, these are my fuck around years, and then these are going to be my married years. It's like, that's not harmonious, right? That's not flow. That's just 3D bullshit. No, because so, you can have dating years, fuck around years, and all the years, all at the same time. 
yeah. or you know you can have one day one one day the next like mm-hmm. you have to allow relationships to be able to ebb and flow yes. as, as as suits them and suits you yeah because but, the reality is that when we make that our main preoccupation we've created a purpose around it and as we know a person cannot be our purpose it can be part of the expression of our purpose yes but they can't be our purpose Right, because which, we're not uh, here for a partnership. No, which means the more conscious we become, the more we realize that, right? And yes. I'm the perfect example of that. <laughs> where I, you are the you poster know, child, Rhea. <laughs> I am the poster child where initially I thought that, you know, well, not initially, but myself, as it were, for the fear and shit that I didn't want to deal with was this idea of the one mm-hmm. who's going to come along, put me on his back and help me run away from all the crap I've been not trying to face Mm -hmm. but actually once I kind of faced the crap I was like wait a second this kind of partnership that exists around me comes at way too high a price sorry the the in and out the ups and downs the breakups the highs the lows of all these relationships who are constantly in this push-pull they Mm -hmm. would suck my energy and they'd actually deter me from living my purpose I mean even and we've spoken about this in the podcast before where if I've had a shitty day and I will make an episode me working through that shit rather than me actually talking about what we're here to talk about and I do think that having that even keel of happy as a mood allows us to be able to do more with our lives not less completely yes which is why it's not just about learning through joy or you know not learning from suffering let's say because (laughs) it's nicer or more enjoyable it's actually and that's why it's also more effective in terms of the serve part of our purpose Mm -hmm. because when we're at an even keel within ourselves that allows our purpose to grow whereas if Mm -hmm. not our purpose we we create a purpose that just ends up being something that sells like helps solve us yeah, and we end up stagnating in our growth, and, and that's w- not helpful at all. No, in working through my shit, mm-hmm. I was able to unravel a lot of the kind of old 3D dating pursuit relationship paradigm that was out there because I was breaking all those rules as I was working through my shit, when I was texting someone saying how I actually felt, mm-hmm. when I was going to do stuff or for stuff or with stuff that you know didn't maybe make sense and didn't fit quite in that old 3D paradigm, mm-hmm. I was breaking it for myself. What I noticed was it can get really messy because all our unresolved karmic shit is being flown everywhere. And it obviously like relationships so are a measure. It's relationships, <laughs> yeah, and relationships are a mirror. You know, your vibration attracts someone else's vibration. You know, it has mm-hmm. to mesh in some way, otherwise it just doesn't work. Yeah. And so whatever I however I wherever I was, I was attracting someone someone similar. So everything was messy, you know? I was so needy. I like I needed someone to fix me. Yeah. My, my desires for harmonious connections yes. were totally like silenced by my fears that I'd never have it. Mm-hmm. And my purpose and my path was so bound up with each other to the point where, oh, yeah. you know, the first book, a lot of the books we write, a lot of the stuff we talk about, a lot of the examples we use are all the stuff that come out through dating and relationships. And as it should be, as it is, as it will be, mm-hmm. but... Not Hopefully not much way. longer. <laughs> yeah, but not in the same way, you know? Like, no, it can't I can, be. I've learned so much through my relationship with you. I've learned mm. so much through my relationships with a lot of the men I've been with. I wasn't learning what my shit was. I was learning how to connect. I was learning what I looked like in different situations, what I felt like with different people. Mm-hmm. You know, I was learning about me. I was learning about them. I was learning about sharing love rather than, you know, learning just about 
if you're here next to me holding my hand, it must mean you like me, therefore it means I'm good enough. You know, it's mm-hmm. a very different mm-hmm. thing, but it just all became bound up. And the thing is, is that, sorry, this is becoming like a monologue, but like, <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> because the thing is, is that no one likes being alone when they don't like themselves. And I mm-hmm. didn't like myself. Yeah. No one likes being alone when they don't like their lives. And I didn't like my life. Yeah, if you don't so, like your own company. No. And as you said in the first episode of season five, I don't know why I remember this so well, because I think it blew my mind. You know, oh. people don't like being in now time because they don't like their present state being reflected back to them. Mm. We don't want to be present. We don't want to be in the moment when we don't like who we are in that moment. Right. Yeah. So, of course, we're looking for other people and other people's company, their validation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all that kind of external, internal stuff. And of course, I was like that. And I have such compassion for the person that I was because, you know, and this is the thing I don't think I ever really own on the podcast, if I'm honest, mm. is that okay. the truth is I don't really like who I was. I don't like the fact that I bound my purpose up with relationship. It mm. causes me, it gives me the ick. That's put it that way, right? (laughs) And when Rhea has an ick, she's done. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no going back. (laughs) No. And it does. It gives me the ick. Like the idea Mm -hmm. that I made someone, like I made finding someone else the only way to create my life. I made finding someone else the only way to know that I was good enough. And it does give me the ick. But because I'm like, oh, that's just so not true. And it's so not who I am. And it just doesn't properly reflect this person that I believe I've become that I've always been who Mm -hmm. is genuinely like happy and loves sharing her time with other people but doesn't need it but actually Mm -hmm. desires it in a different way but the truth is also I understand now that I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for those beliefs oh absolutely right isn't that the isn't that the function of karma yeah yeah And a lot of us date our way through our shit. It is the easiest way to heal our shit, right? But often we become so stuck in the story and the fantasy and the end goal that we lose sight of that. Yeah. Well, I didn't know what I was doing. Even at the beginning of this podcast, I thought, oh, we're going to do this. And then I'm through this. I will find my person. You know what I mean? Like, like at the beginning, it really was my main motivation for everything. It wasn't just a person, but it was a life. Mm -hmm. Through this, I will find the life that I'm meant to have. And yes, it's true, I did. But just not in the way I expected it. But if it wasn't for that unshakable desire, Mm -hmm. right? Or that unshakable need, to be honest, from my karma, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have gone out and gone again and gone again and got my heart broken again and again and again and again. I wouldn't have faced my shadow. I wouldn't have gone dark. I wouldn't have met the people I did. I wouldn't have learned what I did about sex. I wouldn't have learned 90% of what I did. I got through my karma by living it. And I lived it because this preoccupation I had propelled me to do so. So sometimes, you know, when we, and I remember I used to cry to you all the time and be like, God, Liz, like, why do I even give a shit? I wish I didn't. But honestly, in hindsight, thank God I did. Because at the end of the day, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have come out the other side. And I guess that's the point of, I guess, a karmic story or a karmic theme is that. Exactly. Exactly. Our karma will always point to where we are not in our power and bring us to our power. And by following that rule. So my karmic theme wasn't unlovable. I probably wouldn't be looking for someone else to fix me. So I wouldn't have gone out and dated my way through my shit. So there's always a reason. Yeah. So, you know, so yes, even though old me gives me the egg, 
I'm also very grateful for old me because she was fucking strong and she was fucking stubborn. And if it wasn't for those things, I wouldn't be where I am today. And old you, yes, we're all the old version. I mean, there's an old version of ourselves that will often give us some ick, right? Until we're really, we've kind of had enough time. I mean, I think there's going to be a moment where you're just going to look back and not even feel the ick. It'll just be like, it happened. It's fine. I just feel like there's probably hasn't been enough time and space. I know we've said it before, but we're not meant to be hermits. In this kind of 5D oneness, you know, and despite what a lot of new age spiritual people, I don't know how they sell this shit, but like, we're really just meant to be grounded in our own energy and solidify that. And once we're there, and once we are living our purpose, it is so much easier to partner with someone or other people in whatever way we see fit that suits us and our lives. But we cannot be in harmony when we're still searching and seeking and looking outside of ourselves for anything, because it keeps us out of flow. So what, what does that look like? not searching, seeking and looking outside of ourselves for anything. Because if we're saying that, you know, relationships and all that kind of stuff is still something that's very prevalent in 5D, and so it should be. It's nice. It's yummy. How then, this is the bit that I think I just want clarifying. If you're single right now and you are desiring partnership, whether it is for an evening, a week or forever, aren't you looking outside of yourself for something? Because only someone else can give that to you? Um, That's a really good question. Not necessarily. So you're single, you're living your purpose, you are, for the most part, at a baseline of fine to good, or you're kind of in that, as we discussed in, I think it was hand in my pocket. Mm. No, you can then desire and you can play in that, right? And perhaps you are going to use an app, but Funny enough, the more I encounter people who have talked about dating in 5D and their experience, the more turned off they are by these apps for the most part. But I just mean in general, how can you be looking outside of your, if you're, how can But you're not looking outside of yourself necessarily. There's an internal knowing that there's somebody to come and I need to figure out how I can keep my heart open to this person and be ready to share my life. Right. And so maybe it will just take meeting people. No, That's but not my necessary. Okay, yeah, sorry, go ahead. no, no, no. My question is, it's just maybe my question is wrong. No, no. Phrase. But if you say that we're not meant to be hermits, which I agree, mm-hmm. if you say that five D is relational, which I agree, mm-hmm. then if we want to connect with other people, mm-hmm. we are looking outside of ourselves to fulfill that desire. No, because in oneness, people aren't necessarily outside of ourselves anymore. Okay, explain. Because people who share the same harmonics and vibration as we do, that's what oneness is, right? So when we're in oneness, we're connected. That's not necessarily outside of us. So technically what you mean by that is you're not looking outside of ourselves for anything because we know that you understand that we're all ourselves. I Mm -hmm. am me and you. Exactly. So when you talk about not searching, seeking, looking outside of ourselves, we understand that we are one. Yes, exactly. Okay. So actually someone else isn't someone else anymore at all. No. They're just another reflection of us. Exactly. But they really just have to be at that same harmonic. Okay. So being people flow with. You'll know. Again, that's why we had to record the episode about being in our own energy and in our own integrity. 
and bringing about that physical awareness. And, and that's just how you know, am I comfortable in this person's presence? Then we must be at a very similar vibration. You know, it's not like your partner is going to be the only one you gel with, right? <laughs> it doesn't work that way. We want a lot of people in a similar vibration, yeah? But it's just not. But can you get on with people who are at a very different vibration? No, not when you're in 5D. You can have a lot of compassion for them. You can maybe get through a dinner with them, you know, and it would be perfectly fine. But you would probably leave thinking, I can go without seeing that person again. It makes sense because... I noticed the more I knew myself, the more the people I was interacting with were of some level of integrity that I hadn't experienced before. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so when you're not in flow and when you're not in integrity, you're not really creating within the bounds of your purpose. And so when you are really out of the bounds of your purpose, the people you're going to be interacting with are really not people who are going to match you right? They're just going to be people who are going to be matching your karma. But you can't be in karma when you're in 5D. So this is pre-5D stuff. Exactly. Exactly. But that's why I'm, I'm trying to explain in a very poor way. If one finds that their dating lives are just really miserable, they just, again, why we had to record walking away from misery before this is they really need to take a good hard look at what they're looking for and why. Because the likelihood is they're still in that karma? Yes. And what they really want is a sense of purpose, not a person. Interesting. Yeah. Because I guess then once we're in flow with our sense of purpose, mm -hmm. then you naturally put in your efforts towards things that allow your purpose to unfold. Yeah. And the more meaningful our lives become. And when we create a meaningful life, the people who are going to most support what matters to us they'll naturally find us as much as we will naturally find them. So when we're in flow, we can better put our efforts towards the things that we can influence as in the things well that have to do with our purpose, but those are the things that we can shape for our lives. So, so often we approach dating as I need to make this happen. I need this person to like me. I need my life to look a certain way. And then why doesn't this person like me? Why is my life not look this way? Why, why don't I have, you know, fill in the blank cookie cutter life? Because when we're putting our efforts towards the things we're either not meant to have or that keep us out of our purpose, we have zero influence, right? We can't really get somebody to like us. We can't really well, you make can't ever that do that. No, and we can't make all that stuff happen when it's not in line with our purpose. Well, you just That's can't what do that I in mean. general. Yeah. So it's stuff that you really can't influence, is it? No. That's well, what can what you mean. influence? You can only influence the things that are expressions of your heart's desires. That's Such magic. As. So when we're in now time and we are in our own integrity, in our energy, and we are living our purpose and we are engaging with people who share a similar vibration or and value system, we are in flow. And when we are in flow is when the things that matter to us are things that we can shape and be a part of our lives, right? And you'll explain that in the season, what you yeah. mean by that? Mm -hmm. Okay. But those are the things we will have power to influence. Okay, fine. Yeah. But all the things that you just said, they're like, and, 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 effectively for me, they're just the same thing, which is, are we able to be fully in harmony with ourselves? Because mm -hmm. once you're in full harmony with yourself, you are in flow. You yes. are in your integrity. You are living your purpose. Mm -hmm. You are doing all those things. And then from there, 
if you're in harmony with yourself, it's much easier to be in harmony with someone else. And the sooner you burn out your karma, the sooner you can get to that space. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review. 